hates me And I was wondering if after all these years you lied to me And to go over everything This is I'm supposed to heal you I love much Thank you, Adele, for the introduction. If you're a current or faithful listener, or if you're new to the show for the first time, welcome aboard and welcome back. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Quick disclaimer. When Miss Ade and I recorded this, her podcast was under a different name. It's now been completely rebranded so her show is called relationship talk podcast and her brand is called relationship agent so if you hear any of us say stories for life stories of life podcast all that jazz that's the old name no longer exists now she's under a new brand title and a new podcast name so without further ado Enjoy episode nine with Miss Adiwanuela Ajibade from the Relationship Agent Brand and Relationship Talks Podcast. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season Four. I'm your host, Nate. The stakes are st- Still high for the guest list this season, so we're not going to waste any more time and continue to turn up the heat. Today, I have another fellow podcaster and friend with me uh, today here on the show. And uh, so... Bear with me for three seconds while I tell you what her name is. Uh, this young woman's name is Adwin. Oh, God. 
Yeah, that's almost bringing that out. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. Like, I'm going to try, but, like, at the same time, it's just like, yo. Um, I'm going to say it's really slow. Adewanwola. Whoo! Goodness gracious. Lord have mercy. Anyway, Adewanwola Adibade from her Stories for Life podcast. There we go. But for consistency's sake, we will just call her Ade, Okay. A-D-E. Simple. Um, so uh, she's my newest friend as of yesterday. So the time of this recording is Sunday, the 26th of July, which means the 25th. Anyway, um, by the time you hear this, it will be a whole month that we've essentially started our friendship and all that jazz. I try to keep her laughing uh, a lot. So I'll try to, you know, keep her laughing throughout the whole show because it just makes sense and um yeah so anyway she's the second guest i've had in the show now from a different country had uh hannah on from the uk a couple episodes back and now ade from nigeria and that's a big topic of discussion throughout the show so anyway it's her first time here on the podcast with me so Everybody say hey to Ade and welcome her to the show. Woo! Yay! Hi! <clears throat> You're live now. Say hey to everybody. Hey, everybody. Um, so like you said, you know, my name is Adewanu Ola Adibade. Trust me, the meaning of that name is crown and some wealth means money and some money okay so i'm from nigeria like you said and i'm so excited to be here Nate. uh i hope i'm going to up and i hope i'm going to speak my mind as you intended me to do well speaking your mind is pretty much the name of the game and on the show and you've been speaking your mind for the last what 24 hours <laughs> yeah, yo. anyway um we're gonna get into it and start you know the conversation now but uh first off go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself Oh, yeah, so let me go a little bit about myself. Okay, so like I said, I'm from Nigeria and uh, I'm basically the last one in my family. So every most people that are last one, I'm sure they could relate to how they treat me the last one in the house. Uh, something about me that I always tell people is I'm all about peace, I'm all, I'm all about love, and I'm all about happiness. So if I don't get those three things from people, you know, I try to, I try to leave. I try to just change my environment. So basically, that is all about me. I'm all about peace, love, and happiness. And by the time you get close to me, you will get to know more about me. So I'll just give you guys that little bit about myself. And as we keep going, you get to know a lot about me. Yay! Awesome sauce. Um, so y'all, she's been rolling her eyes for the last two scenes. So I'm just <laughs> yo. Anyway, um, 
great awesome so tell us tell us more you know we know you're from nigeria originally but what's it like over there more importantly what's it like being a part of two worlds she's you know the nigeria and america because you've you know been here for a while now and gotten used to everything and you have a life here a career here a purpose here and um so yeah tell everybody else what you've been telling me about <laughs> life in nigeria and all the differences and stuff so oh my god mate oh my that is that is a good question like i i'm really going to be as helpful as i could be because i need most people to understand to be to be from two different parts okay when you are living a country to another country i need people to understand what we go through so for example okay like, like i said life in nigeria is very fun okay it is very fun it's a if you need, if you want to enjoy yourself, if you need to relax, that is where my, that is where my country is about. My country is about fun. And there's lots of freedom. Like, you can go anywhere. You can go anywhere you want to go to. Without worries, you can talk to strangers, you can meet people on the street, you can help people out on the street, you can do a lot of things. But when I was, okay, when I was in Nigeria, okay, uh, my country is more like a place that I love to be. I love my country so much. I love to be there because of so many things I'm going to talk to you guys about. Because my country gives me this vibe, like I can do anything I want to do. You know, I can move. I can move around without any, without thinking of something's going to happen to me on the road. Even though that sometimes they have these old, you know, that thieves. You know, there's uh, armed robbers, there's kidnappers, but it's not really as much as the way we see it because it's just a lot of peaceful place. Like where I come from, my whole state is a very peaceful place that I just intended to stay. I don't like to go to a crowded environment, so I'm more like staying in a very quiet place. And my country, oh my God, like, there's a lot of things to talk about. So I'm going to say a shout out to Nigerian jollof rice, okay? I know everybody loves it. Nigerian jollof rice is one of the things everybody keeps looking forward for. You know, everybody wants to eat that Nigerian jollof rice for one reason or the other. Why me, that I'm actually from Nigeria, I got out of eating Nigerian jollof rice, okay? You know, it's really, really cool. But one thing I need guys to know is the way they cook Nigerian jollof rice in America is so different from the way we cook it back home. Trust me, if you eat the one that comes directly from the one in Nigeria, Oh my God, you guys, you guys are going to bite your fingers. But apart from the love fries, okay, there's a lot of things that my country is all about. My country, you know, my country is more, they're peaceful, okay, even apart from the northern area that, that are kind of fighting based on one thing or the other. But my country is a very peaceful area, which I enjoy that place a lot. But why I came to this country, America, oh my God, oh wow. What most people don't understand is, U.S. is complicated. To be honest, I'm not going to lie to you guys about it. This country, United States of America, is so complicated. People outside the world, though, they didn't know that. They all think, you know, once you leave your country, once you come to U.S., you know, your life will be better, you make your money. But you now people still think money money actually grows on trees, that you can go to the back of your 
back of your house, you know, and plug money from the tree. You know, people still think back. So what they did understand, understand is the process you have to go through. Imagine you stay in Nigeria, imagine you're making um, a certain amount of money, but you're living okay, and you leaving all that behind and moving to a country that you have nobody. At least you have to sacrifice a year of your life for free. Like you, you have to go through that one year looking for what to do. Like there is, and there is a lot of opportunity in the US. So you guys not get no system, but it's not easy for somebody leaving their home country to another country. It's two different things. This country, US, is so complicated. Before you can have a green card, you have to go through a certain process. Before you can be a citizen, you have to go through a, a whole lot of process. I've heard people's stories about when they come to this country, you know what they have to do to survive. In my home country, like, it's easy for you to start a business in my country. In Nigeria, it's easy for you to start a business. You have to come to you and to start a business, you have to go through a lot of process. A lot of people don't even have the patience to go through that. You know, so this country is so complicated. Well, that is what people don't understand. People just know the United States of America is this, is that, is beautiful, it's a dream, a dream country where everybody wants to be. But people don't know what we go through. People don't know the struggles we actually go through to actually survive in this country. And I was talking to Nate yesterday. People that come from Nigeria, okay, they can survive in a country like United States of America. But people that are US citizens, if they go to Nigeria, they will not survive for a day. Except they for me. <laughs> they won't even survive because what we went through, the struggle we went through to, no, to sustain ourselves, we are used to that struggle. So coming to another country to continue that struggle is not a big deal for us. Things are being given to, things are free to most to all the U.S. citizens, you know, there's free education, there's, you know, unemployment um, um, salaries, you know, things are just, are just easy for you guys. Compared to my home country, we don't have electricity, we don't have steady water, we don't have, we don't even have good hospitals, we don't have free schools, even our schools are not free, so that's two different things you know so when i came to this country it was so tough for me so actually you know it was so so tough for me honestly if i should say and keep talking to you guys about nigeria and us I'll, we are not going to end this episode so but one thing i'm going to say before i actually stop talking right now is it's really nice to actually come to a country and see the way they do things that is something about life okay you need to experience one thing and experience another thing then you can pick from each experience the good things what i learned from here what i learned from here i can put them together and just moving forward from there so that is one thing i actually enjoy to be uh, to be in a different environment from moving from nigeria to us it has been fun actually it has been so good and i'm really grateful for this opportunity to be able to come to this country. Yeah. Well, we totally love you. We're glad you're here in this amazing country. The U.S. is amazing. And um, 
Oh my goodness, y'all should see her face. <laughs> oh goodness lord. Okay, we're gonna move on now. Um, but yeah, there's there's this amazing, amazing show that uh, that Ade created called Stories of Life Podcast. Crown just um. Tell us about that. How did you come up, you know, with the inspiration for uh, what's just been such an amazing show? Like, y'all, she is so good. Like, y'all need to listen to her show. But anyway, tell <laughs> tell us more about tell us more about your show. talk about in your show if you don't mind sharing with everybody oh yeah basically my uh, <laughs> I mean yeah, I don't mind sharing those but, uh, <laughs> what I talk about in my show is like like I said everything has to do with life basically relationship you know to be honest everybody cares so much about the relationship like everybody cares so much about relationships 
And that's what it's like all about. That is why God created every being. Because God wants us to have a relationship with one another and he wants us to have a relationship with him too. So that is the reason that is why I talk so much about relationships and I try as much as possible to talk about excuse me, so I try as much as possible to talk about what life is all about so that people could relate to it. I know everybody has their way of thinking, the way of thinking is different, but what I talk about is trying to make people understand we need to we need to treat each other better. We need to treat this life better so that we can have a smooth journey. So that is why I talk about on my show to help you understand how you can live your day to day. How is like is ever how parents should treat their children, or is ever how children should act to their parents, or ever is either how husband should treat their wife, you know, something like that, so that we can all have a smooth journey all throughout our being on on health actually. So. Well, wow, y'all, y'all are in for a treat, okay? We're not done. We're going to go to a commercial break real quick, but we're not done. We got a whole bunch more stuff left. You're going to get the full-blown, you know, depth of Ade's mind today. We are going to travel into her brain and pick at, you know, different things that we can get her to talk about so it's gonna be so much fun (laughs) but um yeah commercial break and then we'll be back want to get smooth jazz like this into your podcast youtube has the answer no they're not sponsoring this but this information is publicly available to anyone all you have to do is hit up www.youtube.com and search for non-copyright smooth jazz with sax. Because let's be honest, nobody has time to deal with copyright lawsuits out here. So, remember, that's www.youtube.com and search. Now, let's ride this out for a bit, and then we'll return for more with Nate and his guests. We're back live again. I have my friend Ade with me. Um, And so uh, the next thing we're going to get into is actually talking about her stories of life show, specifically uh, this topic. So recently in her show, Ade has talked about not just having a relationship with God, but she also talked about love, money, and sex. But before we get to the love, money, and sex part, let's talk about God first. Um, Tell us about, you know, tell us about, you know, how things are going with, with God and church and all that jazz. 
Hey, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Well, God. We're not with God. Okay, so if I should say this, it's basically for people to understand that you can't have relationship with other people if you don't have relationship with God. Mm. Because God, God is actually the first person you need to have relationship with. You need to start relationship with Him. Because you have been a relationship with Him, we help you have a better and a good relationship with others. Then, because if you understand God, if you mm-hmm. understand how He does things with us, then we can take that as an example to treat other people better. So my relationship with God, basically, like I said, I grew up in um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, everybody that grew up in a Christian home knows that you have to, you know, you have to go to church, you have to do this, you have to do that. But you growing up in a Christian home doesn't mean you actually know God. Mm-hmm. I grew up, yeah, I grew up in a home that we go to church, we wake up in the morning, we say our prayers, you know, we want to go to bed, we say our prayers. But then I still didn't really know God. Like, I should know God. Everything I did, I did it based on the fact that my parents made me do it. I believe there I believe there is God. Okay, so that, that has always been said. But I didn't really have that relationship with him until when I started growing up, until when I got to I got to new a university. Then that was when I get to know God. I think I thought I feel like speaking in tongues when I was in high school. Of course, back home we call it secondary school. Okay, not high school the way you guys call it yet. But it's still the same thing. That was the first time I started speaking in tongues because we were just, we were like the way they were in the upper room, we were in our whole room. It was, I think it was Wednesday service or Sunday evening service. You know, because I went to a Christian school. So we all were there and that was my first time I started speaking in tongues. But I still didn't really still have that relationship with God like that. I was just a young girl, you know. But the more I grew older, the more I get to understand the importance of having a relationship with God. Because everybody should not get it to say you have a relationship with God doesn't mean anything with this smooth. There will be a time where things are not smooth, that the reason for things not being smooth is so that you could know how strong you are in Christ Jesus. If everything is all rosy for you, then there won't be a there won't be a reason why you need to talk to people about certain situations. And the reason why things do, doesn't go smooth is so that testimony could come out of it. And I will lie to you, like yesterday, my sister called me and she gave me good news. Even though both of us were waiting for the same thing. And I started my home process before her. And our phone came out even before mine. And I got, I got so, I wasn't really upset because I was happy for her, but she became worried. I was like, what? What just happened? Why should it have come before me? Then I remember something. I was like, I prayed for myself and I prayed for my sister, right? For her to have this thing together, for this thing to come up. But our prayer got answered for my sister. That is the testimony behind it. Not because God gave it to her. But because God answered my prayer for my sister. If you are not strong with God, you'll probably be jealous of 
you'll you probably be jealous of your sister. Or you'll probably now, you'll probably be upset. You'll probably hate your sister. You'll probably feel that was something your sister did that she didn't, she didn't help you to do or something. You start feeling it that way. But because of my relationship with God, then I try to understand. Okay. I try to think about it. Like, okay, fine. This thing happens to my sister, even though I was praying for her. And even though I wanted these same things to happen to me. But I didn't like that. God, I didn't get upset. I didn't get so worried about it because I know there's a reason behind it. When my sister got me again today, and she was like, she was like, um, you know, like she was trying to tell me like she didn't even pray about this situation for herself, that she was even praying it for me. That I shouldn't feel she wasn't. I was like, no, it's not your fault. It's not God's fault. I'm not upset. I'm only trusting God because for you to come out means God answers my prayer and has the testimony behind this thing. It's not even about the fact that you receive it. It's the fact that God answers my prayer. And that's why I need people to understand. When you pray about something, or maybe you pray for your friend and yours then you didn't get yours and your friend received. I need you to understand that is the testimony behind it. The fact that God answers your prayer. God is trying to tell you no matter where you go, no matter what you pray for, I will always answer. So that was how my so my God, my relationship with God has just been amazing so far. Even that sometimes I still do things that I'm not supposed to do. But I always believe it's always there to welcome it back into his hands. Compared to compared to before, before if I do something that I'm not supposed to do, I'm always so ashamed to go back to him. I'm always I'm really not, I'm not even ready to talk to him. I'm not ready to pray to him. I'm not mm. ready to do anything. So I just let it go like that. Like, okay, you know, I've done what God has been love to do. So that means God hates me so much. And that is the lie of the devil. Devil makes, devil make us understand, want us to understand that when you do something that's sinful, devil wants you to understand that God hates you, that God doesn't want them to do with you. But mm. that is a lie. Mm. The more you see, it's like that is the more God is, drawing you back like god is very eager to like come on my child come on i know i know i know i know you did this because god understand we are flesh there is no way to know how we will fall into temptation but one thing you need to understand that even when we fall god is always right there well little help he is right there to little help so my relationship has gone to that level where it doesn't matter what i do I still have it at the back of my mind that God loves me. And mm. if God can love me, that means God loves everybody. God is not partial. Because that was something I learned yesterday when my sister, my sister called me and she told me. That God is not partial. That God did it for somebody doesn't mean he won't do it for you. But one thing I learned is time. God's time is always the best. But my shopping with God so far, like I said, it's been amazing. Even when I see you know, I run back to him and I have some forgiveness, I have some mercy, and he's always there to lift me up. Yeah, and I'm, I'm super excited for it. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. That is the most amazing, adorable Jesus love story I've ever heard. <laughs> Yo. Um, so, but what you said in the beginning was amazing. Like, it starts with God. 
You have to have your relationship with God on point first before you can be in a friend in a friendship or a relationship with another human being. But speaking of relationships with other human beings, we can tag friendship in here, we can tag dating in here, and we can also tag marriage. But we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to the marriage part after the next commercial break. But uh, specifically in you know friendships and dating. Do you have any advice or life tips for those who may, you know, want to be, uh, you know, booed up as they, uh, uh, to, to coin the phrase from LMA? Oh my goodness, yo, I, she's, she's dying over here, guys. So, uh, <laughs> seriously, like, uh, you, she talks about dating, you talk about dating relationships a lot on your show, like, Go ahead and tell us, you know, a little bit more of your perspective on what it's like to be with to be with someone. Because I know, for example, we talked about it uh, over the last twelve hours ish. Uh, just you know, the importance of being on the same page and you know having the same belief systems, and we've talked about. Big, like we really have talked about things, y'all, like communicate communication and texting versus calling, the the little intricate details of being in a relationship with humans. So go ahead, take it away, you know, preach a sermon if you have to, you know, the whole nine. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I'm getting I'm getting a fire right now. Ooh, fire. Oh, fire. Oh. Okay, that wants to come back to him. 
And I don't have to have time. He always trying to make me understand that I will not find somebody like like him. Mm. Probably he feel like he is too good that anybody that that loses him, they will not find somebody to replace him because wow. he feels he's too good. Wow. I I love him. I will, I'm not even gonna lie about that. I love him, and I say like I said, you could literally do anything for somebody you love. I was ready to put my life on hold for him. Oh that was goodness. how crazy. Yes, I was literally ready to put my life on hold for him because there was that love. Even though there was something about him that I wasn't comfortable with. But I was ready to overlook because that was all love is all about. Love overlooks mistakes. Mm. Yeah, even if it's ever. Love overlooks mistake right and that is how much when you love somebody so much you get to overlook all the mistakes even if you see all the red flags you intended to overlook it because deep inside of you are so much love this person like i'm not ready to love this person it doesn't matter what this person gets to do to me i remember so many times when we drive by it gives me a complimentary card so whenever you see a girl walk by like 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 as you give as you give the girl it's not like you send to some offer a business person. So like I think I have to give the girl his card so that the girl could call in case the person you know needs his service and all that. And at the back of my mind, I was doing it for the goodness of my heart. Like okay, I'm trying to help him promote his business. So when I see a girl go by, I literally give the girl his card. Not knowing the reason for it was for him to mess around for one reason or the other. But I still overlook that. So I literally, literally want to put my life on hold because of what I feel for him. And when I came to the state, that it became so toxic. Like, oh my God, it was a whole lot of drama. So, but the, why I'm saying all this story because I need you guys to understand that relationship is good. It is interesting when you are with the right person. I know most people say, oh, they've gone through a lot of heartbreaks. You know, they don't believe in love anymore. But trust me. Everybody deep inside of us, we will always love somebody. We will always love somebody. No matter how many times you've been heartbroken, there is that particular person that will still come to us and we will open our heart to that person. So I need guys to understand that relationship is not about what you can collect from the person. It's about what you guys can give each other. You need to understand what you guys are uh, what what complements one another? Relationship is not only about love, because now everybody understands that love is something that can still die down. You can, you know, you can turn it to have to say it like, you know, some people. Will, of course, there are so many guys out there that will tell you, "I'm in love with this girl," but before you know it, you see them out there with somebody else. Then you question yourself. I thought this guy loved me, but before you know it, you get to understand that he fell out of love. People fall out of love for one reason or the other. So you need to understand, you need to know what you're looking for in relationship. That is one advice I would give you guys. Mm. You need to know exactly what you want in relationship. Right. You need to know who you are as a person and how you want to be treated. There was one thing I always tell anybody I'm interested with. Like, if I'm giving you all your percent and I notice you're giving me 50%, I'm going to bring down my own percent I'm going to bring it down to 50 that means we are going to be treating each other the same way and being treated. If you treat me like I'm 50%, I'm going to bring it down. So then 
we are on that same level because I'm not going to put on under percent and they are treating me like 50%. I'm not going to take that. Because mm-hmm. The reason why I'm doing that is because I know who I am. I know mm-hmm. what I deserve. Right. And when it comes to relationship, my first thing about relationship is understanding. You need to know what you can take in your relationship. All I need in my relationship is understanding. It's communication. It's mm-hmm. Those three things, Love, I want a guy to love me, but love sometimes, the way people see love now, it's not the way love was. People don't really understand love. So people took love out of it and and they replaced it with so many things. That's when they say people replace love with money. Then guys replace love with sex. So now love is now love is not something people People look forward to any money relationship. Mm. Everybody feels okay, this guy gives me money, I can just love it. And a guy guys about okay, this girl can be giving me sex the way I want, I can love her. Or if this girl cooks for me the way I want I want, then I can fall in love with her. So I need you guys to understand, you need to know exactly why you are going to relationship. Don't go into relationship because you are lonely, don't go into relationship because you are bored. Don't go, don't go into a relationship because you feel you need somebody to warm your bed or you need someone to give you money. You need to know why you are going to a relationship. That is very important. You need to know why you are going into a relationship. And if you meet a guy that you feel is not giving you what you want, you don't need to be in that relationship. Because it's either you're hurting yourself, you're hurting the guy. Or if a guy too, if you want a relationship with a girl that is not really giving you what you want, then you don't have to keep going in the cycle. You need to just bounce up a bit and look for somebody else. I thought that you guys are not married because once you are married, it's too difficult to get out of the married life. But once you guys are still dating yourself, that the reason why you are dating is for you to know if you can spend the rest of your life with this person. Mm. So don't let the love you have for that person overshadow so many things that you can't take. Because if you are dating somebody and this person is doing something that you can't take, trust me, the person will continue even when you get here married. Nobody should ever think a guy or a girl will change once they get married. Nobody will change once they get married. Anybody can change only because they want to change. Nobody will change for you. Because I know most people say that, like, okay, if this guy loves me, this girl will change. If this girl loves me, she will change. No. We are human beings. We only change where we want to change. Nobody will force you to change. So we need to understand, but you need to understand what you are looking for in relationship. You need to know if this person can give you what you are looking for. I always tell my, like, okay, for example, like, I will always use my for example, because I know myself, okay? Even if a guy should stop me, Okay, the guy should come up, walk up to me and tell me, um, my name is this, and I have your number. The person I thought the guy is, okay, when the guy says, uh, okay, I want to be your friend, I thought the guy. Um, um, I think at least, I mean, my friend is now, right? So I know how guys think. I think I'm with guys, I know how guys think. Mm. So I always thought the guy, all right, you are not yet to be my friend. I know you want something else. So please, don't go straight to the point. Don't come up here pretending to want to be my friend. Where you know at the back of your mind is something that you're looking for. So many of my guys like that, they're always amazed. They're like, 
the norm behind me is a girl that talks to them like that. I'm like, I'm really realistic. I'm not going to condone you being my friend. And at the end of the day, I know what you want. I have to tell you straight up. I'm not going to be your girlfriend. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to pretend to be your friend while I know what you're looking for. So you need to know exactly what you want to relationship. And trust me, things will be a little bit better when you know what you want and if that's what you can give away you want. Mm. Wow. Wow. And so y'all like what she was saying pretty much about, you know, figuring out what you want from the relationship from the jump and, you know, just being on the same page regardless, that is extremely, you know, extremely important. One thing that, another thing that she said that I found intriguing was that <laughs> you said you said that you can, you know how guys think. You can figure guys out. I'm just like, you can. Dang. Trust me. She's a yeah. she's a mind. Are I you can. a are you a when mind reader? Trust me, I can. You can. Okay, what am I thinking right now? <laughs> See. <laughs> anyway, um, so. Explain that. Maybe explain that a little bit more, because it's just like, I, how do you? How can you figure guys out? Like, what? <laughs> no, to be honest, I I try to figure them out in a way. Come on, see when you when you work with guys. At least I've not dated like I've not dated a lot of guys, but mm -hmm. I've had new friends. You know that when we sit down together, we talk about so many things. When it comes to ladies, they know how to manipulate ladies to get what they want from a lady. You know, because they guys basically study ladies. They know when a girl when she's desperate. They know when a girl is desperate. They know when the lady she is all buzzy. They know what they can get from a lady. So when a guy walks up to you, trust me, the guy has seen you so many times. The guy has studied you. Mm. It's not from far away, okay, this guy. It's not like it is written all about you. But when a guy talks to you for the first day, he can get he can get that vibe from you that okay, this girl is desperate. So they know the right words to say to you to make you fall for them. Mm. But when they when they talk to you, they know okay, this girl is not desperate. Then they look for another method, you know, to to basically get they look for something that they feel like they are lacking. Mm -hmm. So that they can use that against you. Mm -hmm. That is how you basically I'm not saying I'm not saying men are devils, okay? That is okay. how devils okay. I'm not saying that is how devils work. Okay, devil manipulate. Devil look for if devil cannot get to based on what you don't have. They will be, they will be used what you, what they are so desperate for. We use it against you. Mm. So that is the, that is the same system the men use. They have to use what they, what they feel you need. They use it against you and try to, you know, they, if they feel like you need a friend, then they will come as a friend. Then, but then they become your friend, then they will think about it. 
okay, I know what this person is. And they will pretend to be that person to you so that they could get what they want. It's only the thing. I always say, the guys know what they want with a girl right from this one. They know it. So then spend one to spend two months, three months, four months. It's not for them to be extremely sure that, okay, this is the finally the person. Guy does not spend five months to want to decide. Some guys decide right there. The serious one decides right there. Like, okay, this girl, I think I always use my sister, for example, like my mm-hmm. sister go mind to a guy that the girl only saw her picture on his other sister's phone. And right there, he said it to himself that I'm going to get married to this lady. Just by seeing a picture on the phone, then they get to talk, and like in two months or three months, they started doing their wedding preparation and all that. It's just some guys that are still double minded, you know, that want to be going around and around and around. Okay, I want to be your friend, I want to be this, I want to be that. But come on, like I said, Guys, the way they think, come on, this is another century. If you don't know how you guys think right now, come on, you need to go with the book of how guys think. Just want to point out that um, this is exactly what I've been working towards uh, when it comes to relationships this whole time because what Ade uh, has, was saying uh, is true. A lot of guys are, you know, very crafty, very manipulative. They know all the right things to say to make a girl, you know, interested. And all they want and all they care about is to get in her pants. And... It, it this has been going on for years and it, it has infuriated me all the way back all the way and I'm about to be like super honest here but uh, this is for this is for you all and it's helping Ade get to know me better but all the way back in high school when I first started talking to girls at 16 it infuriated me then that what I was seeing was guys trying to, you know, go smack or, you know, just talk smooth to get her number and stuff. Like I was watching and observing what guys were doing at 16 and it drove me nuts that no one was out here you know, using themselves and being their truest self when it came to interacting with young women. So I just took that and was just like, all right, I'm going to come up with my own formula. So that's what I did. And from 16 till now, it has worked. Not every time, but it has essentially worked where I've been able to build solid ground up friendships with women and of the one dating relationship that I had two years ago with my ex, how did I win her over? I won her over by being my truest self. In fact, I was at a speaking engagement when we initially met and she sort of 
fell in love with me that night while I was talking. And, you know, from there, uh, yeah. But that was two years ago. We've since called it off and, you know, I've been single ever since. But the point that I'm trying to make is that, yes, what Ade is saying is true. There are manipulative guys out there. But then there are also, I don't want to call them simps, but there are also the, I'll call them the authentic guys who actually know not just what they're looking for, but they know how to get in the door properly and correctly so that, you know, things will go well for them and the girl, even if, you know, there's a bunch of scenarios. You could end up dating the girl or you could end up becoming friends. The whole point is to not burn a bridge and lose the person in the end simply because you wanted to be selfish and you weren't thinking about, okay, what does she need in this situation versus I'm just going to care about me, 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 and not really think it takes, it takes two to build a relationship, two, two willing people that are willing to invest, that are willing to put in the work. And that's the other thing we were talking about. No one wants to put in the work necessary to build from the ground up anymore. It's all about text, 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 and it's annoying. It is annoying on both of our levels. Like if you have a problem with so let's talk conflict resolution for a bit, because that's a big point when it comes to relationships. There's going to be problems. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be fights and issues in every dating scenario because we're not about that, you know, same sex life over here. Um, in every dude girl dating scenario, there will be problems. There will be issues. But Christian or non-Christian, if you don't know how to pick up the phone and call someone, WhatsApp that person, FaceTime them, et cetera, et cetera, and work things out, your relationship will have less of a success rate versus other relationships because people know how to communicate. Did you want to touch on that real quick? Yeah, sure. Trust me, I I was I was about to say something while you were talking about what it's go on. Go on. What you were saying. Uh, so what I do basically when there's problem. Okay, right from okay, few years back. Okay, I hate the word sorry. I hate to say sorry. Mm. Um, basically, uh, that was I said that friends tend to know how guys speak. Is reason why when there is a problem. I hate to say sorry. Instead of me to say sorry, I try to turn the situation around. But at the end of the day, it's the guy that will have to apologize. I know I'm wrong. But I've had experience with guys. I know how I was treated with guys. Mm-hmm. Even before before I had a right relationship with God. That was good. That was what helped me. The relationship with God helped me to actually get over that. Mm. Because I treated me in a way that I shouldn't have been treated. So when I get, when I have another relationship and there's a problem, I intended to just 
This is what I mean to pick up my phone and call the person. I won't call the person to apologize. Even when the person tried to call me, I will pick up. I'm basically ignoring the person. Because I want the person to feel the same I felt because of how I was treated in my previous relationship. So when the person decided to talk to me, I tried to switch the whole thing around, you know, but how do the guys do? The guys don't know how to apologize. They don't know how to get started. Instead of a guy to apologize to you, they look for one or the other to get out of the problem. They probably just say one or two things. And as a lady, you know, guys will probably say you are nagging. But then a guy tells the girl you are nagging, then the girl will feel because of how I, because I love him. So the girl will just accept the problem like that. And they will, they, they will, they will stop the problem, but they just never like that. But my whole point was no, if I'm not going to say sorry, somebody has to say sorry in this relationship. So I try to squeeze the old scenario around and the guy gets to apologize at the end of the day. But recently, I intended to be a better person from manipulating a situation to always address it. I'm not a very talking person at the beginning, I'm a very quiet person. But it got to a point, people took me, took me for granted for being quiet. But I like, what is the point of me being quiet if people see me for violence? Then I need to start talking. So, so whenever there's a problem in relationship, I always go to apologize to that person. Mm -hmm. The reason why is I apologize to that person twice so that we could address the problem. Right, exactly. When I, when I tell you I'm sorry, even though if I'm not at fault, that already comes in down and see me as the woman that is not proud mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because when you when a lady does not apologize they see her as a proud woman mm. Mm. So, I to apologize first so that the guy is what her so by the time he's okay her, okay now and listen to what i have to say about right. the situation okay so then I say that, then we can talk about the situation, then he will tend to apologize at the end of the discussion because now he sees where he's wrong. But I need people to understand in the relationship, like you said in the relationship, right? Like it takes two people to work. And that is the truth. Don't say because this person is not going to apologize, you won't apologize. Don't say because this person doesn't want to talk about the problem, you are not going to talk about the problem. But instead, just do your own part. When there's a problem, which I do, I intend to talk about the issue instantly. I intend to talk about it. And, you know, if the person apologizes, I apologize too. In a way, like, okay, I apologize based on maybe the way I talk to you, mm -hmm. or maybe there's anything I did that makes you act the way you act towards me. Mm -hmm. So that is the way it works. We don't need to understand that when there's a problem, you need to understand there is a problem. So for mm -hmm. people like there is a problem and they are not saying it as a problem, instead they don't work it differently. But when there is a problem, make sure you acknowledge it as a problem and be ready to find a solution to it. If there is a problem and you are not ready to look for a solution, then that is another problem for you. Not this problem, try to talk to this person. Make sure your problem does not go beyond that day. Because that is what we do. We intend to work from our problem. Mm. Even the face of life. When you are going through something, even when it's not a relationship, when there's a problem, I intend to work away from it. By tomorrow, the problem will still be there waiting for you. So why don't you tackle that problem while 
everything just goes up. So we need to understand, you know, not the problem, ready to tackle the problem, and you know, finding solution. You guys talk about the solution to it. If I like to talk about the phone, you don't like to text, and we keep having a problem, then let's talk about a solution to it. Okay, you know what? Try to call one your wife, and I will try to text you more. You know, before you make, before you understand, you guys will meet yourself in the middle. I think that was wrong. Oh man, wow. And then the, the the other thing you said, which I found very impressive by the way, Ade said something super key in the beginning. And I gotta put this in here and point this out before we go to commercial break. She will apologize first. Do you know that there are so many women that feel like they don't deserve to apologize first or they don't need to apologize first. They always put the onus on the guy to apologize or they always flip the situation around to where they make it the guy's problem and then even if they're even if they're wrong, they'll refuse to admit it. And they'll hide behind their safety net of, oh, I found a way to make the guy apologize so I don't have to do anything. The guy's at fault. The guy's the one that gets all the heat. You know, throw all the darts at him, shoot him with the arrows. He's in the wrong all the time. I don't have to do anything. Ade, focus. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, that's just one thing that I felt that, she was pointed out by you that I was just like, yes, thank you, God. Finally, someone that actually apologizes first, takes the onus and says, hey, I'm going to come work this situation out with you versus, and I, I got to say this, y'all, versus choosing to ghost, versus choosing to be gone and be mad for three, four days at a time, leaving you on red, leaving you on scene, not replying back, keeping you feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, just the scum of the earth because we had this issue and it's not being worked out. Woe is me. When are we going to fix this? It's on, you know, no, like, this is how you operate in relationships and how you are supposed to operate in relationships. If it's on you, apologize. If it's on the woman, apologize. Get through things, make things work. Even when there's no conflict and everything's all good, communicate. Figure out when, figure out when you're available to talk. Figure out what works best in terms of, okay, do you want to, you know, do you want to WhatsApp right now and, or do you want to just text right now and WhatsApp later, vice versa, et cetera, et cetera. Just work together. So many times I've been in so many situations with, with young women where we'll start off, you know, getting to know each other. And it'll be super difficult because, again, 
texting, not only that, but just, you know, there's no conversation about, okay, I'm available here, this date, this time, you know, there's none of that. It's just, it's just dry and lifeless. And when you do get together to talk or text, there's nothing there beyond certain. We need to learn. Oh, I better start preaching. We need to learn how to get beyond surface level. Surface level is cool, but you can't stay at surface level and expect things to grow to the level that you want them to be unless you open up and are vulnerable. Where is the vulnerability in relationships these days? Where's the willingness to, you know, share your life, share your stories, and not just make it be on the other person to open up and say stuff. Start conversations. Exactly. Start conversations. Yeah. Start Don't let the guy start all the conversations, ladies. Please. Start some of the conversations. Be bring in the balance to where when you're talking with each other, it's an even keeled playing field to where you can not be, you know, bored. This is where you can stay on the phone for hours and hours on end because there's always something to talk about and no one is, you know, ready to just stay and sit in silence for five minutes trying to figure out, okay, what do I say next? You are itching to say something. Go. Yeah, I am itching to say something, but I'm gonna maybe an American thing, maybe that is how the guy thinks in America, in a way that, you know, guys talk small. But where I come from, guys don't do the talking. Most guys will say, you know, guys don't talk. It's like guys, all, all what guys do is just to listen. Guys don't talk. That is all I know about guys. Guys actually talk. That is why most guys love to text because they know there is just few things you can say via text messages. But we ladies are the ones that we love to do the talking. I can pick up my phone and talk to a guy for like 30 minutes and the guy will probably not say more than, you know, maybe talk more than five minutes at the end of the day. Wow. Guys intended to play the oh you know guys guys don't talk you know we are not we are not built to talk we are wholly built to listen to you we are wholly you know God only created us to just be a listener we are not meant to talk Which wrong <laughs> wrong everybody is meant to talk thank you amen that is why most time I do, when I when I before I call you over the phone I know you I hate when I talk to somebody and I'm not getting a, a vibe the same vibe from you. Mm. So, trust me, guys. The, the guys that I know don't like to talk. Wow. Even, even a, that is why most guys complain when a girl calls them. They will say, "Oh my God, this girl she's talking me. Oh no, this girl she's she's calling me so much. This girl is taking for attention because to them they feel like they don't want to talk. They just they just want to text you whenever they feel." They need, they have something to say. Mm. I feel it is wrong. Like you said, right. you do the talking. Facts. Mm -hmm. 
Most guys should walk up to me and tell me they don't talk. There is no way. When guys are in the midst of guys, they can talk from now to tomorrow while they're in the beer parlor or wherever they're in the restaurant. When guys are between, when, when they are among each other, when when you see five guys together, you will see them talking and talking and laughing and all that. But when you come to your relationship, then you come up to me and tell me guys don't talk. I was like, I know you so well. When your friends are here, you guys are all loudly making noise and all that. So why did you come up to say you don't talk? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need guys to, like you said, everybody needs to be vulnerable. That is why we have, that is why it's called a relationship. You need to be vulnerable. You need to be honest. That is one thing that lacks in most relationships. People are not being honest to one another. Well, preach. When I'm in a relationship with the reason why I'm in a relationship with you is because I want to be honest with you. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be able to tell you anything. If mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning and I feel a slight headache, I want you to be the first person I will call and say, I woke up this morning with this. If mm. I should go out and, wait and come back home, I want you to be the first person I will call and say, this is how my day went. And I need you to be that vulnerable. If something happened at work, I need you to call me and tell me, this is it. If you're going through something, I need you to open up your mouth and mm. say, for you i don't know what you are going through so i need it to be vulnerable because when you are vulnerable that i can tell it to help in a little way mm-hmm. because you're not telling me things i won't be able to help you who i am in relationship with you if i can't help you mm. i have the money to give i might not have one million companies that can get you a job for me I might not get connections to link you with someone to give you a job. But when you talk to me, I can try my best to go on Google, to go on on internet to look for one or two things for you. Or if I can't even do that, I can look for something, maybe pray. If I'm a believer, then I can pray for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not telling me anything you're going through, I won't be able to help. That means I can't be in a relationship with somebody that is not being vulnerable with me. Well... I know this Guys are not emotional. They say guys are not this, guys are not that. God created both of us. We are all, we are all human. The same emotion a female feels is the same emotion guys feel. It's just the way we handle things that is different. And I need I need guys that listening to be as vulnerable as they can be. Not because a see a girl that truly really loves you won't take it for granted for being vulnerable. Instead, she will stand by you and help you. That is all ladies want. They need the guys to open up to them, to talk to them. In any in anything that's going on in, in, in the relationship, this is getting easier. So I'm going to just keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. I keep talking. Keep going, yo. This is fire, Ade. Keep going. The, the, the listeners are enjoying this. Keep going. Oh, like honestly, like relationship is. I, I think the problem is the fact that people are not ready to be vulnerable. That is why relationship are not going the way people want it to go. If I need, if I wake up in the morning and I'm not feeling too good, even though I know you cannot help me, you can't. You are not. You are not. You are not a doctor. You are not a healer. You can't heal me. You can't. You know. But. I want to be able to be born able to tell you I'm not feeling fine. The reason why I'm telling you, it's not for you to tell me, 
not because I need to hear the word sorry or use something, but I just need to share that moment with you. Mm. You know what I'm going through. Mm. Not of any other thing, because I know I know what the, I know the right thing to do. When I have an headache, it's either I need to get some sleep, or I just I need to use medication. I know that for myself. Mm-hmm. So me, you to tell you I have an headache. It's not because I needed to give me drugs, but I just need to share it with you because you are my partner. Mm. You cannot run away from your shadow, which is true. Anywhere you go to, your shadow follows you. So if you are my partner, I need you to know everything. When I'm telling you everything, I need you to be able to do the same thing for me. I want you to treat me the same way I'm being treated. I'm being mm. Because you are a guy, you cannot be vulnerable. That is a big lie. See, I always tell somebody when people talk about calling and texting. See, I'm like, if you are in a relationship and a guy tells you they are so busy that they cannot, like, there's no more busy. Oh, don't go there. Oh, oh, she got to hit a nerve. Nobody's that busy. There's nobody on earth that's that busy. Thank you. There is one person that is taking their attention. You can't be busy for everybody in this world. There is always one person that will call you and you will pick up your phone instantly. So when people come up to say, I'm sorry I couldn't call you because I'm busy. It is a lie. There's somebody out there that they're giving their attention to. Come on, we are humans. We all know we need one or two people around us. If I don't pick your call, doesn't mean somebody didn't come in right after I didn't pick you up and I'm not talking on this phone with that person. It's not possible. The only time I can say, okay, fine, you didn't talk to anybody if your phone is switched off. Yeah, I'm okay, fine, that, that is fine. But if my phone should ring, I didn't pick your phone. If somebody else should come, it doesn't mean I, pick, I didn't pick that person's call. That means I'm not able to give you that attention at that particular moment. But somebody else, I'm willing to give my attention to somebody else. So we just need to understand, like we need to be, we need to treat each other. Like we are still gonna talk about the, this old brother's key fasting. We need to treat each other right. We need somebody to treat other people the way you want to be treated. Love other people the way you want to be loved. That is why when it comes to you know there's a fight, there's a quarrel, there's a problem. The reason why I because I need to let you know understand for me apologizing not because i'm trying to be a wife material i'm trying to make the guy love me i'm trying to make the guy feel my gosh is perfect no the reason why i did at the beginning i said one three things about me is peace love and happiness i love my peace so much even if it's my female friend if it's a friendship when there is a problem and there's a quarrel i intended to set it because i love my peace Go to bed with a clear mind. I want to wake up in the morning with a clear mind. Preach. I don't want to go. To, I don't want to go to bed and my head is all messed up. Like, oh my god, this person did this. I was no. I love my peace so much. I need to just apologize for it. If we are the one that is at fault, I want to talk about it so that we can both look for a solution and apologize to each other. That is how it works. So when people intended to do that, when you think about how much you value your peace, trust me, things like this, it will be so easy for you to overcome. But if you don't love your peace, if you like to have a troubled mind, 
then you can be in a quarrel and just walk away from it and not care and feel okay i'll wait for this person to apologize so the person doesn't come to apologize for two weeks then your mind is not set to them how are you living your life mm. you need that peace this is so important when you have peace in your mind there's so many things you can achieve when your mind is peaceful you can achieve so many things but if your mind is troubled it will affect you you know if your mind is set you won't be able to read you won't be able to even when you're watching tv that's why when i have a problem with my relationship and it's time to turn on the tv watch me movies why i'm watching that movie whatever is going on with that person is still going on in my head that person has settled it then i intended to find that peace so that is the reason why we need to do certain things you need to do things for yourself not for the other person the reason why i'm apologizing saying this and saying that is for my own self not to make the person feel good i thought what is my own i need to feel good before you can even feel good if i don't feel good how did i expect to make other person feel good if you don't have money how did you expect how did, you, how did you expect to give somebody's money? It's not going to work. But when you have money, then you can give somebody money. So that is where it works. When you have peace, then you can intend to help somebody else. When you're happy, then you can intend to help somebody else enjoy that happiness of yours. But come on. <sighs> Guys, that's on fire, man. Ooh. <laughs> I'm getting hot in here too. It is yeesh. The flames are everywhere. Goodness, she's going in. Don't worry, it's almost over, but we're gonna get this last commercial break and then we'll come back. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, we'll come back after this. Need a speaker for your next event? One who resonates with and understands people and will provide a balanced perspective for any audience? You need to call Nate. You can reach him at underscore orator Nate on Instagram, the wise orator on Facebook, or his website at www.natejones2016.wixsite.com backslash who is Nate Jones. Now, Let's go finish up that episode, shall we? Ba -ba -da -ba. Back to finish this up. This is so fire. Like, yo, Ade has been on fire. She's not literally on fire. Otherwise, you know, that would be bad, but... <laughs> She's on fire, just spiritually, practically, it's lit. And so um, now it's time to talk about being your brother's keeper, as she alluded to prior to the commercial break. You're trying to spoil everybody? What? <laughs> okay. Um, so recently on her Stories for Life podcast, this is another thing that I had to dig up and you know, do research on, because I'm thorough like that. Um, and I quoted her, because this is so good. Um, in her episode preview for this, for this episode, Brothers Keeper, she said, quote, 
Dear married men, if you are not ready to stay faithful, loyal to your wives, she is cracking up right now, and forsake all others, then do not get married. Stop having side chick. Single ladies, stop dating someone's husband by turning yourself into a side chick. And then this last part. Dear Nigeria people, stop using Panadol to someone else's headaches. What? Wait a minute. That's so deep, Ade. Like, what does all this mean? What motivated you to talk about that? Tell us about all the life tips and advice for the singles and the married people and from the night and from Nigeria. What in the world? Where'd you come up with that? I'm going nuts over here. My head is exploding. Okay, so basically, it's not only about the old married men issues and all that. You know, it's not only all about Nigerians. It's everywhere. Basically, for all married men. And the reason why I have to do that is, come on, Nigeria is a country where people don't care about what they do. You, you see, you see a fifty-year-old man. Going out with someone that is twenty, that's going out with someone that's twenty-one. You know, everybody knows that this is the sugar daddy, and that's the and that's the sugar baby. You know, so Nigerian is a place that they don't hide things. Like I will, I will use the word like Nigerians are not hypocrites. They will show you the way it is. Not like this country. Of course, this country we all know. If your wife catches you trading. Mm, problems with that. Mm-hmm. Because in this country, we all know that females have the upper hand mm-hmm. when it comes to so many things. But back home in Nigeria, men have the upper hand. The men is the head of the house. That means if the man says yes, it is yes. If the man says, I don't want your family to come stay over for the weekend, your family won't come. Compared to this country, compared to the state here, if the woman says, I want my family to come, the man usually can't say no. Only if they come into an agreement, you know, that is when it can happen. But if the wife says, no, I want it, <laughs> the husband doesn't have a choice. So when we come to that, my friends that say, okay, they're married men, okay, which is the truth. Why are you getting married? When you know you can't be faithful to one person, Ooh. why are you doing that? Why are you why are you not being your brother's keeper? Why are you hurting somebody else's child, somebody else's daughter? Why are you doing that? And in that same situation, you will bring you will bring children into the world. Your children, your wife will have kids, and you're not taking care of your family based on the fact that what you have somebody else that's satisfying you outside. If you know you don't want to get married, if you know, okay, sorry, let me rephrase it. If you know you are not ready to stay faithful to one person, please do not get involved to say you want to get married. Still remain single. Continue messing around. Nobody will hold it against you. Mm. So you're going out there to the order with God being the third party, God joining you guys together. They are trying to, but they are trying to insult God. That is the way I say. 
you're trying to insult God that oh, God does not know what you're gonna do. God knows God should have approved this marriage in the first place or something. So to me, I feel like trying to insult God, like you know past God, you can do anything you want to do, regardless of if God is there or God is not there. You are asking somebody else. And even the Bible says this, what it says, love your wife as as the church, you know, as God loves the church. You need to, you need to show. The reason why you're getting married is because you want to be faithful. You said that vow when you were on the order. Mm-hmm. Like you, you went to lawyer. Then why are you not having a side chick? At the end of the day, you have a lot of problems in your head. When you have a wife, you have side chick. The money that you can use to do something better for your life. You are spending it for somebody else that is not adding any values to you. A psychic is just collecting the money and you, your wife, see, your wife will always reaches you well. A wife will stay at home and pray for you. But a psychic will probably pray for your downfall and that is the truth. Ooh. A psychic will pray for your downfall. Is that how you pray for something to happen to your wife? Well, something to put to your children so that you can keep getting so that she can keep getting the money she's getting from you. But you're keep you're hurting your family, you're hurting yourself because that side chick, you don't even know who she is. You don't know what you don't know what kind of spirit she has. Well, most people lose their home because of this old side chick thing. Most people lose their home because the spirit of the side chick might not even might not be good enough for your own spirit. And you getting involved with her, you're endangering your own home. That is why most wives are always skeptical. And I actually said to the wife, I understand, see, I'm not telling what the guys are doing is good, but as a wife, for a man to walk up to you, there was a reason why he did that. For a man to say, okay, I want to marry you, there's something the man in you. That is the reason why he proposed to you. Then why did you stop doing those things? That why did you stop doing those things that you usually do that make him fall for you? So at the same time, I need the I need the wife to understand. We are all I will keep saying we are whole humans, okay? The internet will make mistakes. But you always do your part. If if your whole out if when a guy met you, your whole fashionable, you love to wear sexy clothes, you love to look all that, you have to, you know, then when you get married, try as much as possible to keep doing that. Of course you have your children to look after. You might not have enough of time to to keep up with that when you were single, but please try to look as good as you can to your wife. Because most men it's okay, the reason why they are they have a sighting is because their wife when they met her, she was size eight. Then now she's size twelve. Uh now she's no she's not keeping her okay, now she doesn't make her hair. Now she doesn't she doesn't look good anymore. But what most men still don't understand that we internet to do a lot of work. We women are doing a lot of work at home. All you guys do is go to work, make your money, then come back home. Then the wife goes to work too. She comes back home. She cooks your dinner. She does your laundry. She cleans the house. That is a lot mm-hmm. for one to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy for her to want to be looking sexy for a guy every time. Like I say to myself, see, this is who I am. When I'm in my house, I'm always with my hair cap. 
Uh, I actually, my hair was on low cut to the point. I intended to make my hair. My, I never cut my hair because I lived alone. I'm not impressing anybody. So if a guy should see me like that, I don't expect a guy to get married to me tomorrow and expect me to be all making up uh, behind that. So I will have a problem with that because I will tell you when you met me, this is me. I just, I, when I'm at home, this is how I look when I'm at home. Mm -hmm. So don't expect, so the thing, most guys should not expect more than a girl can give. Mm. They shouldn't. The same way ladies too should not expect a lot from a guy. So that's why I said that. So every single lady too. Come on. A guy walks up. Some guys are being honest. They walk up to you and say it's a man. Even if they do, you see the ring. Right? The wedding band. And for a single girl, you could have been your own sister keeper and walk away. You could ignore. At least, what is what? What could be the big, the biggest thing you could do is to say no. It might not walk up to you. You have to put yourself in that person's shoes. You don't need to care the reason why the man is chasing you or the reason why the man is not being faithful to his wife. I know some ladies say eh, they don't care. It's between the man, the wife, and the husband. If the man says the wife is not beautiful, it's not more attractive. That should not be your business. Why don't you do your part? A man now walks up to you. Please, for goodness sake, I'm literally begging all the single ladies out there. When the maid man walks up to you, please say no. If you say no to him and somebody else says yes, and is that your business? I said it in my episode. I didn't get to sell your soul to the devil just because what? Just because you are you are the guy is gonna be giving you money. At the end of the day, you are going to die. Once you die, then the money is gone, so so I need I need everybody to be you know their brother's keeper. You need to love all those people like the way you love yourself. You need to treat people right so that you can be treated right. Everybody says karma is a bitch. I'm sorry, but that is the truth. You know what you do to somebody today, if it doesn't happen to you, it might happen to your own children, and that is how you see some people. So yeah, yeah, for some people did it. They they they. They got married and the husband is faithful to them. But come on, what about their children? What about their children's children? It might not happen to them or their children, but it might happen to the next generation. So we need to put that in mind. And also for my Nigerian people, probably the Panadol, for other people. Yeah, it's actually the issue of this whole Black Lives Matter, right? Which is the reason why I said so, because we Nigerians, we intended to be fighting a battle that it's not our business. I is US. We we know that we are all black, but US is going through this old black matter lives, you know. The of uh, no oh sorry. They are going through this old black lives matter. And we the Nigerians, we are going through our own which is called Boko Haram, right? That is black killing themselves, literally. You are not you there is no solution to it yet. And you are not looking for solution for another country. How does that even work? You need to mind your business. At least face your country, make your country better so that other countries can come fighting for you. Instead of you not facing your country and coming to fight for somebody else's country. That is that is unbelievable. If no, if I'm in this country, if anything is happening in this country, of course I've intended to fight for it because I'm in this country. I won't be in Nigeria and there's a problem in US and I'll be 
and I'll be fighting for a country that they don't even know me. The president does not know me because I'm not a citizen of this country. So why will I leave my home country and be fighting for somebody else's country? It doesn't make sense. So Nigeria needs to mind their business. They need to face their whole battle. They've not finished winning their battle. They want to add more. Somebody else's battle. They want to add it to their own battle. How do you how do you want to cope? So that is all my brother's game is all about. So we need to treat people right. And we need to just love one and not that. Listen to the birds. They're tweeting. Come to think of it, I tweet too. Do you? Great. Here's what I want you to do. Go on your Twitter account or open the app and search for auth underscore gen underscore person. Then search for at life tips podcast. Those are the two accounts that you can follow where I will be primarily when this show is not in session. So you can interact with me on a daily basis. Hear my thoughts, ask questions, etc., etc. Now, let's get back to the episode. Yo, yo, she's over here preaching. Good grief. By the way, the amount of times that your camera has zoomed in on you while you've been preaching is so hilarious. Oh my gosh, yo, like, this is so fun. I'm enjoying this. We are almost done, uh, but the last two things I want to talk about are actually related to Brothers Keeper and then uh, how life is just so funny. But, uh, before we go into life being ha ha ha, um, <laughs> that rules out entanglement because um, clearly the whole Jada and August thing took place a couple weeks ago and he got entangled with a married woman and you just heard Ada over here, you just heard Adi over here just rip into the whole, you know, married couples and having side pieces so don't be out here getting entangled don't be out here getting entangled it's not worth it so life is hilarious life is ha 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 as the last thing we're going to talk about hopefully and then we'll be finished uh that episode of her show is so fitting, a fitting way to end because, man, I had details, a few things that we can learn as life continues to go by and move forward. So to close out episode nine, you mentioned five ways that we can handle situations in life that might, you know, arise in your episode. What are those five things that uh, that you remember from that episode, if you, oh, you don't yeah. mind sharing with us to to close this out. Um, okay, so basically, 
saying right i keep saying it life is funny and the reason for for me saying life is funny because life is full of color but i need people should stop thinking life is black and white life is colorful so it depends on how you see life if that is how you that is how that is what brings that's what comes to you okay if you if you take life so difficult yeah of course everything you go through might be difficult but if you see life as it's life okay life is easy so it depends on the situation so like i said there are like steps to take to make for you to be able to undo every situation that life throws at you and one thing i always say is be well prepared by praying about it you know when you pray about it when you pray about your situation even me i'm beginning to learn that when i'm going through a situation if i if i can't pray about it instantly i pick up my phone and call a friend so when i talk about it to a friend before then the next thing i do is to pray about it mm. oh god okay god already know what i'm going through but me telling god is me being vulnerable me telling okay god is it why i'm going through this thing because i need your help so the first thing you have to do is be well prepared by praying by studying god's word and you know i know the non-believers out there you know you can read books there are some books you can read that that actually that um that can help you in that exact situation that you are going through i know most people most people are reading lots of books out here that has to do with what we are going through. So, you know, you need to maybe read books and do research. And also, you need to understand that life is not rosy. You need to, be, you need to prepare your mind. Nothing in this world is smooth. So that is one thing you need to understand. One thing you have to do is be well prepared by praying and study God's word. Then the other one is, which is very important, to look after yourself. Sometimes I do it once in a while. I do that. Like I just go to a restaurant, you know, buy myself a nice meal with my cocktail, you know, eat it, drink it, then I drive myself back home. So you know, try to do that. Look after yourself. You know, go to go to a retail store. Try to buy one or two clothes. Even if you don't have a lot of money, you can see maybe a nice dress. Buy it a nice trouser. Just something, just make yourself feel good. You don't need to wait for somebody to make you feel good. Look out for yourself. Take care of yourself. And you know, like now this country is all about exercise. So try to I trust me, I'm so lazy when it comes to exercise. Oh my god. If I start today, I give myself another two weeks, I will stop it. So I try to do something if I can't do the exercise, that's when I try to buy something, then take myself out and the third one is calm yourself down by not taking things to heart. Like whenever you are going through, just take a breath, breathe in and breathe out. Calm yourself down. Understand that this is just a phase of life that will definitely pass over. Don't 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 kill yourself. Don't overthink it. Because you need to understand that everybody out there is going through one situation or the other. So for you to face through that situation means there is a solution to it. There is no problem in this world that you not have a solution. So calm yourself down by not taking things too hard, no matter the situation. Because when you when you worry a lot, then you're having more problems with what you're going through. Then the plus one is think positive, positively. You know, you need to think positively because there's a very high chance 
of the change of circumstance in the present situation. I know most, I know our mind, the way our mind works is when you're going through something, you tend to think negative. Sometimes it happens to me. I might be on my bed, you know, and something negative comes up in my mind. And before I know it, I'll just kind I would just, you know, try to think positive instantly so I won't draw in the negative part. So try to think, think positive in your situation because out of that problem, like I said, the solution will come. So when you think positive means you are looking for a solution to that problem. So do that. And the last one is know who you are. It's a part of how you can undo any type of situation because you already know your strength and your weakness. And with that, it's not practical about. When you know your strength and you know your weakness, you will know what you are capable of and what you are not, going to, what you are not capable of. When, like I know my strength. So I intended to remain in my strength. Because when you know your strength, you intended to do better and grow. But when you are doing what you are not good at, you are going to spend a longer time trying to improve. But when you know your strength, you will spend minimum time. You know, in that. So know yourself, know what you are good at. And before you know it, things work out for you. So basically those are the five steps. Wow. Well, um, y'all, you can. That's it, y'all. We're done. This has just been so fire. There's nothing else to say <laughs> except for this last part. Um, obviously, you all know where you can find life tips on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, you know the website by now. Uh, where you can listen to past episodes, keep leaving reviews and ratings on Apple and Google Podcasts, all that jazz. So uh, no need to repeat that. But Ade, where is your show? Where can people find it, follow you on social media? And um, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so you can find, you know, follow me on Instagram, which is at Brown underscore Gist, which is C R O W N underscore Gist, which is G H S T. Um, so when you follow me, I have my, I have my episode on um, on Google Broadcast and Apple Broadcast, and I basically have it on SoundCloud too. So, so you guys can follow on Instagram and you will always get everything you want and you guys can always DM me, you can reach out to me if you need me to talk to you guys about anything, we are going through anything just reach out to me and I will try my best to help out Ooh. Well you certainly have helped out today, I certainly got a whole bunch of stuff downloaded in my mind that I'm going to remember for the next couple of days i'm probably gonna listen to this joint five times before it gets released to the world and um yeah but thank you so much it has been a pleasure thank you for inviting me this is really fun i wasn't expecting to i wasn't expecting for me to talk this much but i'm glad i did (laughs) thank you so much you're very welcome. So everybody, we're we're done. Um, I will see you all in episode ten. 
next week. Peace. <laughs>